what is going on guys your boy elroy here and welcome back to the your boy elroy mma podcast i am your host josh prep igina and we are back for a jam pack week of mma wrestling combat just sports in general let's be honest biggest week of the year when it comes to sports and we are here to talk about it so if it's your first time here welcome to the show if you've been here before thanks for joining us once again let's get right into it like we said biggest sports week of the year uh this weekend being the super bowl and um i know this is a combat sports podcast but the eagles are in the super bowl and i cannot contain my excitement there's something you know i've been an eagles fan my whole like life from when i was old enough to realize that i like sports and it was the Eagles have always been decent, at least as long as like I've been alive. You know, we had bad years here and there, but I lived through the years where they won all those conference championships. They went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Patriots, and finally, you know, a few years back, they won the Super Bowl in 2017. I remember... I was living by myself in a studio apartment at the time and the part of Philly that I lived in was like a hot spot for for everything so like it was like the northeast Philadelphia version of Broad Street now you might not understand that um but if every borough in New York had a Times Square, that's what that means. So this is on the northeast side of Philadelphia. This was like a hot spot, like celebrations, parades and stuff like that happened on this block. I lived on Cotman Avenue right between or right at the intersection of Frankfurt and Cotman. So like I'm watching the Super Bowl by myself because I was so nervous watching the Super Bowl by myself and going, I remember like having my window open and just seeing everybody start to pile up when I guess when, when people realize like, Oh, this game is over. Like the whole block just starts to fill up and fill up, uh, cop cars start pulling up, putting caution tape, you know, to kind of stop cars from going through the block. And it was like a huge party. Like, after that night, I was like, all right, I don't have to go to the parade. I could watch it on TV because I had my parade here. Like, and I, th- like, I let strangers use my bat. It was like ridiculous. Like, why am I doing this? But it was for the love of the game. Like, we shared this bond that night. And you don't realize how important your hometown is until you move away. And the best part about being a sports fan when you move away is when they're good. So, like, this year, I remember 
it was like in the midst of like a rough patch during the Philly season. I remember looking at a coworker and said, we're going to go to the World Series. And mind you, I had not watched any baseball up until that point, like at all. But um, we ended up going to the World Series. Now we lost, but I said we were going to go to the World Series, and we did. Um, and then this year with the Eagles, or this season with the Eagles, like, undefeated forever throughout this i think they went like 10 games undefeated before they finally lost but like dude the eagle season was awesome like the fact that you get to brag about how good your team is when everybody else's team sucks is one of my favorite parts of being you know out of state like i love that i get to brag and like make fun of all these people because you know my team is going to the super bowl so i'm super excited i'm pumped up i pray that this time next week when we're talking i get to say two time you know in my lifetime super bowl champions the philadelphia eagles and we'll congratulate them and talk more about the game then it er you know god forbid if they lose we'll bring it up anyway um because it's a really important sporting thing going on in the world this weekend so with that being said let's get into this week's news because i'm staring at this google keep file and i'm like we had a hell of a week like we really did um starting off with the biggest announcement of the week so obviously you guys are listening to this on a friday You've realized that I either record, you know, I, I record in between Thursday and Friday. Every, you know, when you wake up, the episode's there. But at some point, like right now, it's 1144 p.m. on Thursday night. Um, so we put out an episode every Friday. So Saturday, um, my family of three is accustomed to taking my daughter to this story time at the library so it's nice you know we we get to like enjoy there's a bunch of parents and kids there and they read stories to the kids and it's really nice and it's just something to do like a like a routine thing like oh we you know we go do story time every saturday it takes half an hour it takes 10 minutes to get there it's awesome so sitting down in the story time and I see my wife was sitting with my daughter in front of me and I was sitting against the wall and I see on Instagram Dana White say hey I'm going live in 10 minutes I'm like what I'm like another one of these I'm going live all right cool curious I I didn't think anything of it I hadn't you know heard any rumors or anything that I was aware of. So I wasn't like thinking too much. So he goes live. And he announces. That the ultimate fighter is back this May. And the coaches will be Conor McGregor. And Michael Chandler. Now. Conor McGregor is the biggest mixed martial arts star ever like bigger than ronda rousey bigger than brock lesnar 
we all know who Conor McGregor is. He's a house in the hold name, obviously. And uh, even win, lose, or draw, Conor McGregor is always in the conversation in his division. Just in the sport in general, Conor McGregor is always a deciding factor to different things. So this announcement of Conor McGregor being an ultimate fighter coach alongside a top five lightweight in Michael Chandler is huge. This is the first time that the ultimate fighter will air on ESPN, the network, and um, they needed a hook and they got it in a Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. This is phenomenal. Obviously, they'll fight after the uh, show is done. Um, I believe it's May to August that they're going to film. Obviously, McGregor has to come to the U.S., which he is soon, and he has to get back into the USADA testing pool. Now, I am excited for this because these are two of the most exciting fighters in the UFC. Michael Chandler never had a boring fight. He's someone who's not scared of opposite uh, opposition and conor mcgregor is conor mcgregor conor mcgregor ain't shooting on nobody conor mcgregor's keeping his hands up and trying to kill someone with a left hand um also the fact that this might happen at 170 is huge because these guys at their full undrained potential that's great um the ultimate fighter being on espn is really cool obviously i'm gonna watch it 100 these are two i've watched conor mcgregor's whole ufc run michael chandler has always been one of my favorite fighters since i found him on bellator and he's had one of the most you know win lose or draw no matter what the outcome is with the michael chandler he's never had a boring fight in the ufc they've all been fun they've all been fight of the night contenders fight of the year contenders michael chandler is the perfect return opponent for mcgregor because if say if mcgregor wins he just beat a top five lightweight right but say if he loses he just lost to a top five lightweight with incredible wrestling something that mcgregor struggles with so it's not like it's it's a win-win for connor obviously it's a win-win for chandler as well this is there is nothing negative about chandler fighting connor mcgregor he called for it in beautiful ways every time he cut a promo so he deserves this fight and i cannot wait i'm 100 percent gonna be glued to the television every time tough comes on i am so pumped for that um that like i said may that is coming in may uh another announcement that we got was from excuse me from the mma hour earlier this week we had Jorge Masvidal announced 
Gamebred Boxing for in the main event, Anthony Pettis versus Roy Jones Jr. Yes, you heard that right. Roy Jones Jr. Uh, Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens is on this card as well. These are all boxing fights. These are all boxing fights. We have Vitor versus Jacare. Uh, Paul Daly versus Anthony Taylor. Pearl Gonzalez versus Gina Mazzani. Um, I think that's it as far as, you know, notable names. But this is cool. I mean, I have no interest in watching Roy Jones Jr., but Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens probably going to be really fun. Uh, Vitor versus Jacare's a fun fight. And it's, dude, Paul Daly can hospitalize a man with the right punch. And Anthony Taylor is soft. So this is going to be a great debut for Paul Daly. Uh, And Pearl Gonzalez is really fun. She had a phenomenal fight against um, Britton Hart in BKFC. So Pearl Gonzalez still has it. Gamebred Boxing 4 is something that I might actually watch, surprisingly. (laughs) So there is a story out about the ABC, the Association of Boxing, creating a new fighter committee. So I am going to actually read this article straight from MMA Fighting. Thank you to MMA Fighting and Jed Mishu for putting this up. Um, yesterday but just to be clear I want to make sure to read it so I don't miss anything so this says the association of boxing commissions and combative sports is taking a major step forward in terms of athlete representation on Wednesday the ABC announced the creation of an athletes voice committee with the goal of better connecting fighters and regulators, providing athletes with an avenue to voice their concerns and affording regulators increased opportunities to educate fighters on key issues of the sport. Quote, the ABC hopes this committee will allow all fighters to understand the sport from a regulatory standpoint, Mike Mazzulli, president of the ABC, stated in the press release. At every weigh-in, I ask fighters questions related to the rules and regulations, and it's apparent to me that a majority of combative participants do not have a clear knowledge of the rules and scoring criteria. This committee will also allow allow fighters a voice at the table. The committee will be chaired by New York State Athletic Commission Executive Director Kim Sumbler, and will be comprised of six volunteer ABC members, along with seven retired professional fighters. Among the volunteer members is Wyoming Combat Sports Commission Executive Director Nick Meeker, Colorado Combative Sports Executive Director Tony Cummings, South Carolina State Athletic Commission Administrator John Hollingsworth, attorney Eric Magican, and the ABC Rules and Regulation Committee and boxing referee Jack Reese. Fighters confirmed to participate are former UFC welterweight champion 
Carlos Newton, and former lightweight and current UFC analyst Dean Thomas. UFC Hall of Famer Randy Couture has also been attached to the project. So that's three fighters who are to participate at the moment. There's four spots left. I'm so proud to be part of this historical moment for our community, and I'm honored to help where I can. Thomas stated in the press release, the ABC has a number of committees that meet regularly to discuss current events in combat sports. Committee decisions are not binding, but may be brought before the ABC body on vote on annually. In the coming weeks, the ABC will publish a form on its website for athletes who wish to participate in the committee. So thanks again, MMA fighting for that and Jed Mishu. Um, This is good. You know, communication is great in every relationship. And there's a relationship between fighters and regulators, which is very skewed. Um, It's like almost frowned upon that those two parties talk. But this committee is going to help there be more of a clear line of communication between both so it's got to be positive um that's interesting also announced during the bellator card was the bellator lightweight grand prix it will be comprised of eight men and it will start on march 10th Come on. So, names in it Usman Namagamadoff, AJ McKee, Patricky Pitbull, Benson Henderson, Tofik Musafayas, Alexander Shabali, uh, Mansoor. Barnioni and Sydney Outlaw. So that's the eight combatives. Uh, the first, the fight that I saw uh, coming first was AJ McKee versus Patricky Pitbull, and Benson Henderson will take on Usman Nurmagomedov. So that's really fun. Most of the Bellator Grand Prix are always really fun. Uh, let's see what AJ McKee is able to do at 155. He fought. Spike Carlisle. Let's remember that. Let's not think too much into that fight. But um, I'm excited for it. And March 10th, that's like really close. We're about a month away. So not too much to wait for. Something that we spoke about or that I personally spoke about on the the Miller Wilson podcast, which I will be on once again in the next few days, um, was Jake Paul. And... We mainly stuck to the Jake Paul signing with PFL, but since then it has been announced that Jake Paul will fight Tommy Fury in about two weeks, and they had a press conference, and Tommy Fury didn't show up this time. So I I had to think about this a lot, and I think it really helped when... Um, Mike Perry was on the MMA hour and I really think that Jake Paul needs to move on from Tommy Fury. Like it's almost, 
like laughable that they're still trying this now listen in two weeks they could both show up and i could you know they could shut me up but i think that the better fight not just in like actual fight form but also the better fight in promotion and you know the two people who are going to be better to promote a fight is Jake Paul and Mike Perry because Tommy Fury just doesn't care Um, and he just had a kid so he he kind of has the right not to care but dude Mike Perry that that like pro wrestling style promo which is clearly a joke was still so good and it had me like oh what could have been right we could have had Jake Paul versus Mike Perry next but right now we're, we have to deal with Tommy Fury at least we think we do like we think we're gonna see Tommy Fury we're not really we're not actually sure that we'll see Tommy Fury right but I personally would like to see Jake Paul versus Mike Perry but we will keep on talk we'll talk about it again next week if if anything else changes but if you haven't seen the promo that uh mike perry cut on jake paul you gotta check it out it was a lot of fun so going from something that everyone's talking about to something that nobody asked for um late on saturday we got a picture i think i think this fighter posted it and it was a picture of kevin lee brother of tiktok star keith lee and dana white and a picture of kevin lee and hunter campbell so all that led to speculation and it is true kevin lee is back in the ufc he will be fighting at 170 and excuse me i can't say i'm excited i mean you guys know how i feel about kevin lee i think he's delusional he is not as good as he (laughs) not that he claims to all right, he claims to be good. He is not as good as he think he is. He thinks he is, and conspiracy theory. I think they're only bringing him in to get to his brother because his brother's like a big TikTok star now, and they need help on TikTok. So, shout out to Kevin Lee for getting another shot. He's going to be fighting at one seventy. Um, I don't want to be rude, but over under two fights. I'm going the under. (laughs) But that was news. Uh, Let's get into the Matt Madness Minute. This segment is brought to you by the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. They had their episode this past week with Eric Ektufly Trambiki, Alo Aaron Lloyd, and Richie Edge, Richie Smiley. So congratulations to those guys. Check them out on all podcast platforms uh it's a really fun shows the first podcast i was ever on i call it my first love i love those guys those are two of my best friends 
um, in the world. So let's get right into it. So I left after recording, went to work Friday night or Friday, and then I came home, excuse me, relatively late. Uh, but like I said, went to story time in the morning, um, ran a few errands. And then when I got home, I got a text message from a friend of mine saying, Hey, would you like some tickets to NXT vengeance day tonight? They're going to be at the spectrum center. And, uh, I hopped on it and I took my wife to NXT vengeance day at the spectrum center here in Charlotte. Um, live reaction it was my first time at the spectrum center that place is beautiful like light years ahead of the wells fargo center it just looks so much better um we know how great wwe's production is right like we can we could we can admit that the WWE does it the best and NXT is a WWE product. It looked incredible in there. Um, and all the matches were fun. Um, my favorite match of the night was probably the opener with uh, Wesley versus Donovan Dijak. It was just a really fun card. Um, those guys work really fast it's it's good to see like new people up there big fan of Roxanne Perez I think she's phenomenal um but the production was great the way everything looked Carmelo Hayes's entrance live was like it was amazing like I really enjoyed it I haven't been to a live wrestling show in so long and to hop right back in to the WWE product to see live I really enjoyed it and you know it was probably a little more stopping than I'd like for a pay-per-view but it's cool I've been to Wrestlemania I totally get it but the difference is this is nowhere near Wrestlemania but it was fun sticking with the WWE product uh things you have to watch this week if anything check out the Paul Heyman versus Cody Rhodes promo on raw that was great uh go back and watch Sami Zayn spear roman reigns that was really fun and uh i think that's it for wwe uh aw dynamite had about three really fun matches um one you see this year is already stacked so if i'm gonna say match of the year it's kind of tough but if you have a chance to go watch the whole episode, I would I would watch it. AEW is really, really good this week. Um, but that's it for the Matt Madness Wrestling Minute. Again, thank you to those guys for sending over the news. I really appreciate it. And check them out on all podcast platforms. That is the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. Now let's get into last week's events. Uh, a ton of them. A ton of them, starting with Bellator 290. This was on CBS. Um, it looked really cool live. 
um it was like weird to see mma on network television again i know we get like the we've had two abc cards excuse me but it's always so strange to me it's always so strange but we had the retirement of fedor after getting uh finished by ryan bader congratulations to fedor i hope he enjoys his retirement i really do um johnny eblin defeated anatoly tokov in a uh, by unanimous decision to retain his title uh and brennan ward finishes saba hamasi in the second round um really fun fight that'd probably be the only thing i'd go back to watch but that was bellator on cbs hopefully they get another shot on cbs good for them great for them uh we also had a ufc fight night card that <clears throat> I'm going to be completely honest, guys. I watched just the main event, like, today. So, <laughs> congratulations to Sergey Spivak for finishing Derek Lewis in the first round by arm triangle choke. Uh, it was a night of fights. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be talking about this at the end of the year. At all. <laughs> I don't want to be rude, but I don't think anybody's going to be talking about it at all. So, Friday night, my brother texts me and says, hey, what are you doing tonight? I said, oh, nothing. He said, all right, let's, uh, I'm going to come over. We can buy the uh, BYB Extreme card so we can watch uh, the Preacher Man, Josh Oxendine fight. Good friend of the show. You guys have heard him before. We talked about the fight last week. Um, but he wins in the second round by TKO. He broke the dude's nose with a left hook, I believe. Um, total wild man in the first round. Um, almost got stopped. I remember like visibly being upset, saying, um, like, why? Why are you fighting like this? And this is like a friend of mine now. Like, I feel like I could say these things. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And uh, I remember there was like 10 seconds left in that first round. And I said, I, I looked at my brother. I said, when he goes to that corner, his corner has to calm him down because he's just, he's just wilding out right now. He needs to be calmed down. And he comes out in the second round. He's nice and patient, sharp, and finishes the fight. First thing he says when he goes to the uh, when they go to the interview after, he tells them, like, "My coaches had to calm me down, like, and I had to apologize. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you guys. So I was right. I can't wait to tell him in person <clears throat> that that was my reaction. Um, but congratulations to Josh Oxendine." Uh, I think he wants to fight again in May. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, congratulations are in order to Amanda Serrano for becoming the undisputed 
featherweight champion of the world first puerto rican champion to become undisputed first puerto rican female champion to become undefeated congratulations to her when she defeated erica cruz by unanimous decision congratulations to alicia bumgarner for defeating elham mechaled by unanimous decision uh sky nicholson defeated tania alvarez as well by unanimous decision so the women ruled the night in boxing so that's good uh, and they announced Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano too. I cannot wait. That was one of my favorite fights from last year. I'm still looking for somebody to like, how can I get a poster printed out? I want it. I want that poster. Cause I think it's so significant and I'm really excited for the second fight. So congratulations to those women. I think that they're going to crush it again. Uh, before we get into the UFC uh, preview, uh, PFL Challenger Series Week 3 tonight as you guys are listening to this. Uh, I only brought this up because I saw a notable name and it's just one. Danilo Marquez uh, is fighting Ross Holton. So good for him on trying to get a job somewhere else. <laughs> PFL has been running and... Uh, Who's on there? Tyron Woodley is actually a like guest commentator or something like that. So he was really good at that in the UFC. So I think that he should continue to do that because it, he's freaking good at it. <laughs> but we all know why we're here. It's so funny because my wife asked me about this earlier and I'm like, but you don't understand. And let's get into it. UFC 284 live from the RAC Arena in Perth, Western Australia. In the main event, undisputed lightweight champion Islam Mahachev puts his title on the line against the undisputed featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovsky. This is pound-for-pound best fight you can put on right now. The number one pound-for-pound fighter in Alexander Volkanovsky. And the number two pound-for-pound fighter in Islam Mahashev. Obviously, Mahashev has the size advantage on him. um, But there's something about Alexander Volkanovsky. He said it before. And we've seen it in the UFC. He's only fought people who are bigger than him. Um, Alexander Volkanovsky is good everywhere islam mahachev is great at taking people down and doing what he wants to do with them so this is an extremely intriguing fight um i made my picks on verdict and i'm probably picking with my heart i'm not gonna say who i picked but i'm excited for this fight either way both guys are on like 20 fight win streaks or something crazy like that. Like 20 plus fight win streaks. And you couldn't ask for a better main event. You really couldn't. Two of the best in the world meeting in their prime for a title. Oh, this is chef's kiss. Just phenomenal matchmaking by the UFC. 
in the co-main event for the interim featherweight championship we have el pantera el pantera yair rodriguez the wild man versus josh emmett josh emmett is someone who can change your life with a punch like he's a psychopath he he won a fight with like a completely blown out knee like dude josh emmett is a beast but yair rodriguez is a wild man dude the things that this guy does in the cage i had to explain it to my wife i'm like he's he's awesome because he just does like these crazy things but he's really freaking good at it and it looks amazing and it's effective like dude yair rodriguez is so much fun to watch i think this is style versus power this is um really great striking versus pure power and great wrestling flip a coin flip a coin who's gonna win this fight who cares i just want it to be amazing <laughs> then the rest of the card we have this is a great fight randy brown versus jack della madalena shout out to jdm justin taffa versus paca porta that is the worst name in mma <laughs> jimmy the brute crew you guys don't know who jimmy the brute crew is versus alonzo menafield if you know you know <laughs> tyson pedro versus modestus bukakis josh kulabau versus melsic bagdasarian Clayton rodriguez versus shannon ross Clayton rodriguez is really fun jamie malarkey versus francisco prado jack jenkins versus john shanis loma lukbunmi versus elise reed Blake Builder versus Shane Young. That should be a really fun fight. And Zubaira Tukagov versus Elvis Brenner. So this card has like a lot of sneaky fun fights on it that like like Tyson Pedro versus Modestus Bukaka is probably gonna be really fun. Uh Jimmy Crute and a lot like a lot, a lot of fun fights. Like, yes, it is very top heavy. Those two fights at the top, clear, clear biggest fights on the card. But I still think that this fight has, this card has a lot of fun stuff to check out. And I'm going to be watching it. Saturday night. <laughs> I cannot wait. But uh, as for this, this has been this week's episode of your boy Elroy. I am Josh Prepigina. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast as well as Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend. And we'll see you next week.